unbelievable defense by Josh Okoge. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Drives his kick out pass, stolen by Covington. Robs off to the races, to the bucket, lay him good, and he drew a foul. Down the left side, the lane goes up on Towns. Towns blocked the shot. He goes up strong and rejects Anthony Davis. They are ecstatic over on the Wolves bench as Ryan Saunders has won his coaching debut. Welcome inside another episode of Wolves Cast here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. I am Cal Soderquist here with you as always from our NBA Tonight studios in the Target Center. We hope everyone is staying warm out there and you've shoveled your way out of any snow that potentially has fallen. We have a jam-packed episode for you this week to help you get you through the winter wonderland. So we are excited to bring it to you. A little bit later on, we will check in on Josh Okogie, what he's been up to in the community in the recent weeks. Alan Horton will also sit down with Timberwolves rookie Nas Reed, a fun conversation they had a bit earlier this season with Nas coming off that impressive game earlier this week where he poured in a career-best 20 points. But right now, we're going to dive a bit deeper into an illness that has seemingly been bugging this team, a bug. You see what we did there? has been circulating throughout the team for really the better part of the last couple months. Andrew Wiggins, Jared Culver, Travion Graham, and Kata Bates-Diop have all missed games recently due to flu-like symptoms. Carl Anthony Towns can now be counted among those players as he's basically fully recovered from his knee injury, but that same illness has caused him to miss the last couple of games here for the Wolves. Now, it's rare to see a team deal with the bug for this length of time. Here's Shabazz Napier on trying to nail down who patient zero might be. I mean, guys had it in November. I think the first person who got sick was uh, either Cato or Jordan Bell. And um, I feel like it's been with us for three months. It's, it needs to go home. <laughs> someone let it move in. So uh, it's tough, but I mean, opportunity comes in comes available for a lot of guys and um, you know I think guys are doing a great job you know I think guys is taking that and understand we just got hold it for until you know we become fully healthy. Now one of those guys who has remained fully healthy and helped hold down the fort while the illness circulated was forward Noah Vonley and he continues to knock on wood as far as not having to deal with that illness. I'm around these guys most of the time um, I've been healthy for the most part um, I think Throughout my career, I haven't really been sick at all, thank God. Just, I, I think I got a strong immune system, so I mean, I'm just fighting everything <laughs> off the best I can. Now, as far as those who don't have the strongest of immune systems, head coach Ryan Saunders says he and his staff certainly utilize all of their available resources when it comes to trying to combat something like this. Yeah, we have great medical personnel here. I rely a lot on them and, uh, you know, the things that they, they may suggest, um, you know, whether it be us getting together for practice or shoe round, you know, I always check with them. And he's continued to do so throughout one of the longer bouts a team has had to deal with flu-like symptoms, at least as far as Saunders can recall. From my experience, this is as long as I've, I've known. Um, but, you know, looking, we were actually looking around in the locker room after the game as coaches, we were looking around uh, and reading some of the other you know, health reports. And there's a number of teams that have gone through kind of a flu bug uh, too. And, um, you know, it, it's, hey, it's one of those things that, that we're dealing with. And, you know, you remind everybody to wash your hands. Yeah, sometimes the simplest advice is the best advice. Wash your hands. It certainly is that time of year. 
flu bugs traveling around classrooms, film rooms, basketball courts, offices, and everywhere else in between. We hope everyone does their best to stay healthy. And stay right here. We'll take a quick break and come back. Alan Horton sits down with Timberwolves big man, Nas Reed. That's next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Minnesota, the City's Edition MSP Original Single Game Ticket Packages are on sale now. Purchase one today and get game night tickets to see your Wolves sport the new City's Edition uniform. Plus, receive one of our made-in MSP 4 MSP retail items on the house. You could see the Rockets, the Celtics, the Magic, or the Knicks. All games include Wolves action and a unique retail item. Don't miss out on the chance to see primetime action while repping MSP. Visit Timberwolves.com MSP to see all four packages. Welcome back inside Wolvescast. Cal Soderquist here with you. And still to come on the show, we will check in with Josh Okogie. He was out in the community earlier this week. You'll want to catch all the details of what J.O. has been up to. But first, also earlier this week, rookie big man Nas Reed turned in a monster performance in a home loss to the Thunder. He tallied 20 points, leading the team in scoring. And as a rookie, those 20, of course, a career high. We thought it was the perfect opportunity to revisit a conversation he had earlier this season with Timberwolves radio play-by-play voice, Alan Horton. Now, the conversation started with Nas's unlikely path to the NBA, but they dove into some fun topics as well, including Reed's multi-sport skill set and whether it would have translated at his alma mater. Nas, you did not get drafted this summer, but... You end up going to Summer League, you get a two-way contract, then you get a full contract. It must have been a little disappointing not being drafted, but did things work out pretty well for you? Definitely. I mean, obviously, not being drafted is probably one of the worst feelings ever. And then going being that this is your future and this is what you put your life into, you know, you didn't get a chance to get your name called across the stage. Uh, it's definitely a devastating feeling, but it's not the end of the road. Uh, as you can see, I made um, I made things work for myself with the, what, and my play and what I proved, and you know, just going out there and just showing my all, uh, pretty pretty much helped me a whole bunch. You know, it's funny. You know, some guys who get drafted end up in the second round, and then you're kind of tied to that team. But not being drafted, you then get an opportunity to kind of have a little bit of say in in possibly where you go, and maybe to a team where you're going to have more of a chance to play. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a better story for me. I mean. You know where you go, though, and you know you go into the team, you get drafted, and that's where you're gonna be. You might not be in your best favor, your best favor, but you know going into the draft, I wasn't drafted, and then being in a predicament that's gonna help me, sort of like college, where you get to choose your predicament, pretty much helped me a whole bunch. Did you go into summer league knowing that you might have a chance to to get a full contract? I mean, yeah, they put me in a predicament where as though I can, so I mean, why not go ahead and take it, take advantage of it, and you know. Like I said before, I mean, just being the best version of yourself, that's what helped me get it and just showing my work and being the best that I could be and having that potential that, uh, you know, everybody seen in me, the the potential that everybody, you know, knows that, knows that I have rather than the potential where as though he could be this, but, and just being a period guy instead of a butt guy. You were battling a little bit of an injury during that, but did you feel like you showcased your skills pretty well? The injury uh, definitely set me back a little bit, but, you know, being able to play through that was definitely – a good feeling, you know, I was a lot on the line and, you know, I wanted to make the best of it. A couple of true-false questions for you. True-false, you grew 10 inches in your couple of years before high school. Yes, that's very true. Is that very painful to grow that much in a short period of time? I didn't even notice it, honestly. <laughs> you didn't notice growing from 5'9 to 6'7"? I really didn't. Like, I, you know, I, I see myself in the mirror every day, so it's just like, I'm just, you know, it's another day. And I really I really didn't pay attention to it. I mean, I knew I was growing, growing, but I didn't know I was growing that, that much. 
All right, next, true or false? Uh, you played football growing up and were a quarterback. Yes, that was, uh, you know, my dad was my coach, and, you know, those guys helped me with, I want to say, the toughness. Uh, being, playing, being able to play football helped, definitely helped me with toughness. You went to LSU, that's a pretty good football school, but is, is that a whole nother level? Could you have continued to play at the quarterback position? Um, possibly. I mean, I feel as though I probably could have taken on that role, but I feel as though Joe Barrow is doing a wonderful job at LSU right now, so I'm going to leave him to that. All right, final uh, true or false. You wear three pair of socks to play? Um, yeah, I mean, that's just something I've been doing since I started. It was just, just one, more com- it's comfortable to me, and two, it's just like a ritual that I do. I just always felt comfortable doing it. Like shoes weren't always too too big. Sometimes I'll have to go down to two because it'd be too tight. But for the most part, I mean, three socks was my go-to. Uh, Nas, appreciate the time. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, great stuff there. And yeah, well said by Nas Reed. This uh, conversation obviously recorded before last week's national championship result. So little did Nas know. Joe Burrow doing more than just fine at that quarterback position. In fact, Burrow and his LSU teammates now national champions. So it had to be fun for Nas to be able to catch some of that. Stay right here. We will wrap up the show next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. College Night, presented by U.S. Bank, is back and better than ever. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets to see the action for just $10 with a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Welcome back inside WolvesCast. Cal Soderquist here with you. Final segment time now as we wrap up the show. And earlier this week, Josh Akogi and the Timberwolves partnered with Love Your Melon to host a meet-and-greet at Ronald McDonald House on Oak Street. Josh surprised some youth in attendance with special edition, city edition, 2019-20 Love Your Melon beanie caps. Now, this was a ton of fun. Love Your Melon, of course, a local company established in St. Paul, and they provide 50% of their profit from the sale of all products to their nonprofit partners in the fight against pediatric cancer. Here's Josh Akogi on this week's event. And I feel great. Um, I actually came here for the first time last year. Uh, TCL helped set up some TVs, so I got a chance to play with the kids. So this year, uh, Love Your Millen, you know, they teamed up with Ronald McDonald House and the Timberwolves to donate some city edition uh, hats for the kids. And you know, I got a chance to, you know, meet the kids and give them some of the hats and you know, be able to interact with them. And I love it. And it's definitely a great experience. Yeah, you heard Josh mention he was able to get out to this same Ronald McDonald house last year, so he really has enjoyed his opportunity to bond with some of these kids. Man, just to be able to know that even, you know, for a split second you can make a kid smile, you can kind of take their minds away from, you know, their problems, maybe do something fun with them, play video games, play basketball, I mean, it means the world to me. Now, as far as this year's version, the kids certainly were loving their new caps. Very stylish. Check them out. More coverage at Timberwolves.com. But also, J.O. said the surprise itself was successfully executed. These kids, I already know, you know, they're going through, you know, rough patch in their lives. I definitely know God's going to see them through. But just doing things like this to see them smile, you know, it's great. And it's very heartwarming. And Akogi admitted as well that this event, amidst a rather rough patch for the Timberwolves, they have dropped three straight matchups entering the weekend. He said this event helps keep it all in perspective. It's important. It's important. Um, a lot of times, you know, we get so soaked up into, you know, winning games and getting stats that you don't understand that there's a lot of people out here that have, you know, real problems in their life. And being able to take some time out of your life to give back, I think that's very important. It certainly is. Very well said by Josh there. And again, if you want to find more coverage of this event, just head to Timberwolves.com. 
That's going to do it for this week's episode. Big thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in, and thanks to Alan Horton and Nas Reed sitting down to join us. We will talk to you again next week on the Timberwolves Radio Network.